Robots, the podcast for news and views on robotics. Hi and welcome to the Robots Podcast. Today, we're visiting German startup company Magazino, based in Munich. At Magazino, teams are developing perception-controlled mobile robots for use in warehouses or manufacturing. And their current model, called Toru Robot, consists of a mobile base, a removable shelf, and a retractable and rotatable column with a gripper system. The robot can identify objects using 2D and 3D cameras. It can grasp a variety of rectangular objects, from shoeboxes to lexicons, store the objects on its shelf and deliver them to where they're needed. Toru's main strength is its flexibility compared to other systems, which usually require a warehouse to be custom-built or at least adapted. With Magazino's solution, robots could be used in existing warehouses alongside human workers. Our interviewer Ron spoke to Dr. Moritz Tenort, Head of Software Development at Magazino, about the Toro robot series and what it means to the warehouse industry today and in the future. Good morning, Moritz. If I can get you to first introduce yourself to the podcast listeners. Okay, yeah, good morning. So My name is Moritz Tenort. I'm heading the software team at Magazino. Could you give us a little bit about your um, your background? So before joining Magazino, I spent several years in uh, research. I did my PhD in, at the Technical University in Munich um, on a topic uh, related to knowledge representation for robots, which was more on the combination of AI and robotics. And then I spent some years as a postdoc and project manager for European projects, uh, namely the project RoboHow that investigated how Uh, task instructions from the internet could be transformed into a format that is executable on robots. Um, so, for example, cooking recipes, uh, how could robots understand them? How could they execute them in the real world? Great. Okay, firstly, can you give us a little bit of background about uh, Magazino? Uh, Magazino is a startup company located in Munich, Germany. Um, we've been founded in 2014, and um, our goal is to develop robots robots for infologistics. So um, what is special about these robots is that they can pick individual items and fetch them from the shelves, from their storage locations uh, to the drop-off location, bring them to the humans. Um, and so our main product at the moment is Toru. It's a mobile pick-and-place robot that is able to fetch items from shelves, operate in warehouses that have originally been made for humans. And Yeah, so far we are focusing with Toru on cuboid objects. Um, so Magazino has grown quite a lot in the past, in the last year. Um, at the moment we are at about 50 employees. Right. Can you give us a, an, an idea of the problem that you're overcoming? So the problem in many uh, infologistics scenarios is that um, the classical automation doesn't make sense for many customers. So um, a classical automated warehousing system is a very 
expensive, very inflexible thing. So um, it often has a very high throughput, but it always operates at the level of boxes, of crates, of pallets, of something. Uh, so it cannot fetch the individual items and uh, the sizes and dimensions are normally pretty predefined at design time. And um, the problem for many customers is they have a very dynamic business, especially in e-commerce. They can't really plan ahead for several years. And um, so as a, as a consequence, the classical automation doesn't make sense for them. And it's normally um, still humans that walk through long rows of shelves and pick items and commission orders. So when you order something in an online shop, um, basically the order is sent to a human that walks through the warehouse with a little wagon, picks the item and brings them to some drop-off location. And um, on the one hand, that's pretty costly. On the other hand, um, it's often difficult to find enough humans that would like to do this job, especially in some areas here in Germany or in surrounding countries. Um, and that's where Togo comes into the game. So um, Toru is able to operate uh, in the same environments as the human does. So you don't have to modify the environment a lot. Um, it can navigate through the environments, determine its location, find the objects, pick individual items and um, bring them out of the warehouse. I see. I see. So what has the journey been uh, like uh, coming up with a product like this? Uh, um, well, yes, it's, it's a pretty complex product, and I think it's um, at the edge of becoming possible. So robotics research, I think, has come to a point where perception has made lots of progress for identifying these objects, where also robot control and uh, task coordination research has uh, developed solutions that are now applicable and that allow us to um, build products for things that have only been like research demonstrators in the early earlier years. And so the one big problem for us is, of course, the, I mean, nobody has built such a kind of robot before. There are some obvious ways of like putting robot arm onto a mobile platform, but these are not really well adapted to the problem that we have to solve. So we have to cover the full range of um, space that a human um, can operate in. We have to store the picked items at some places and so on. Uh, so we had to basically build the robot um, from scratch ourselves, design it ourselves, construct it mechanically, electrically, um, and also design the software and um, this very fast co-development of hardware and software, of course, produces lots of challenges. So we follow a very iterative approach. So we have new hardware revisions every few months. Um, and from a software point of view, of course, it's a challenge to keep up on uh, with these very fast hardware changes and to design software in a way that it's able to run on all of these different hardware revisions um, and still fulfill the job. I see. So who and what are your competitors out in the real world now? So there are, of course, other companies that develop uh, automation for warehouses. Um, we don't really see the classical warehouse automation as much of a competitor because they solve different problems in a way. Um, so recently, there have been some startups. Um, some startups have started to uh, work on these kinds of problems. Um, one of the best known is Fetch Robotics in the Silicon Valley. Uh, another one is IM Robotics um, in Pittsburgh, I think, um, that also develop robots for intralogistics and um, that partly also uh, attack, address the picking problem. But um, they they have a very different design, a different approach. Um, so they rather use more classical 
digital robot arm on a mobile platform where we have um, very special kind of hardware uh, for picking the items. Right. When you're talking about the hardware, uh, what type of hardware are we are we talking about? Um, sensors, drive uh, mechanism, navigation, grippers, uh, 3D camera, 2D, stereo... Uh, what kind of array makes it efficient? Um, so a very important aspect is, of course, uh, perception. So we're using different kinds of 2D and 3D cameras and um, always look at the requirements a certain problem has. So, for example, for picking cuboid-shaped objects, we've developed a special uh, detection mechanism using a 2D camera and a cross laser. And the camera is detecting the laser cross that is projected onto the objects and it's able to estimate the 6D pose of the objects from this information. It's much sparser than a full 3D camera, but it's also um, cheaper and much less data that we have to uh, have to uh, have to consider. Um, the, the drive of our robot is a very classical differential drive. Um, it's, it's a bit non-standard because it's off-center and um, because the robot is pretty large compared to its environment. So um, the robot is one meter 20 long, 60 centimeters wide. We're operating pretty narrow aisles and um, have to drive pretty close to obstacles, which makes it challenging from a robotics point of view. Um, in terms of navigation, we are using lasers for safety, for ensuring safety in collaboration with humans, um, and also for uh, localizing and um, localizing the robot in the environment and for navigation. And we're also using um, other kinds of sensors, such as distance sensors, so for um, detecting, for example, shelves and other kinds of obstacles. Um, the gripper Toro uses is an in-house development. Um, so it's a, it's a specialized gripper uh, that is able to uh, pick cuboid-shaped objects from stacks um, and can do this pretty fast and pretty reliably. Um, so one of our pilot customers uh, is shipping books and uh, grasping books is a non-trivial thing. So they can flap open, they can have um, holes in the top. You can't really use suction or like two finger grippers for grasping them. Uh, so the specialized gripping device is able to uh, handle books, but also uh, other kinds of boxes, shoe boxes and so on, uh, pretty fast and pretty reliably. So we've, we've just uh, briefly talked about the hardware. What about the software? What type of software... What type of algorithms would you um, tend to employ on um, problems like this? Um, well, there's of course a whole bunch of algorithms for on all levels, from 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 motion control to localization, navigation, perception, and so on. Um, as a software architecture, we are using ROS, um, and um, from our point of view, that also helped us a lot. So it helped us um, with finding people um, that are already trained on the job for onboarding people. Um, it made it much easier to uh, get people on board and to have this uh, massive growth, um, survive the mass massive growth of last year. Um, but also from a, from a systems engineering point of view, we are pretty happy with that. Um, so we are mostly using the core functionality in ROS, like the messaging system, uh, the build system and so on. Um, but many of the of the functional components, the algorithms have been developed in-house and um, because we found that if you move away from like the, the mainstream uh, robotics areas, um, then often the algorithms that come out of the box as open source 
don't you cannot be used as as is, um, but either have to be adapted or you have to build your own algorithms that uh, are adapted to your problem. Uh, okay. How does this affect the current warehouse uh, job? Are we transitioning out of the pickers or are we still having um, workers still on site or is the transition to servicing the robots themselves? How do you feel that it's going or will be going? Um, so I think Togo is and won't really replace human workers. Um, workers will do something else and um, will also continue to do picking. So, I mean, robots are not at the um, at the stage where they can pick each and every object from every um, uh, from every position. And there are some aspects of the human jobs that are very difficult to automate still. For example, quality control uh, of the items, um, checking that all items that are sent to a customer are still in very good shape. That's something that's very difficult for robots still, but it's very very simple and also not very um, unergonomic for humans. What the robot can do is, uh, for example, drive, or, drive around the warehouse, pick from places that are not very pleasant for humans, like buried down uh, on the floor, um, pretty high up. Um, and do these kinds of tasks. And um, in, for many of our customers, the problem is not so much that they would like to replace the human workforce, um, but that they can't scale their business at the moment because they don't really find enough workers. And so they would like to complement them with robots that, that do more the, um, yeah, the the easy and so easy from a robotics point of view, not um, um, easy for humans necessarily, and dull tasks, and um, that humans can take over the more interesting and um more, yeah, those tasks that actually still require humans. Does does that mean that um, there are also energy savings? Your current robots, do they require the ambient uh, light? In other words, does a warehouse need to be fully illuminated for the tasks? No. I mean, uh, the, the robots has its own light, so it can um, basically illuminate uh, the shelf and the shelf compartments picking from um and actually, it would work better without uh, ambient light or, with, for example, without uh, sunlight or something. Um, it can handle it can handle that, but um, you could also switch it off, yes. Yes, no, that, that sounds like a saving in itself. Yes, yeah, definitely. And, yeah. Um, I mean, another saving is that you can operate at times where the humans are not there, so pre-pick things in the night um, and use the, uh, yeah, the off-working hours. So, so what do you think the future of warehouse technology will be? Uh, is it going to get to a point where the um, situation is fully automated, um, say, in the next 10 or 20 years, uh, with Q&A, et cetera, um, part of that? So we do expect that um, many more of the picking tasks will also be automated by robots. And um, I mean, currently already transporting tasks for complete um, like boxes, pallets and so are, uh, are being automated a lot. Um, we think it will still be a mix of like the classical automation for those areas where it makes sense. So if you have predictable demand, if you have like stable uh, requirements, similar kinds of objects and a high throughput, then a classical automation system is often uh, a good choice. Um, but for the areas where you don't have this, for example, e-commerce or personalized production, we think that robots will take over more and more of the inter-logistics tasks as well. Um, 
we would expect that there are still objects that are difficult for robots to handle, like very fragile, large, difficult to uh, recognize objects, and that there will still be tasks that will have to be done by humans because, for example, recognition technology and so is not, not advanced enough. But I would expect that logistics is one of the fields where robotics um, will really take off in the next years. Um, it's kind of in between production and like the open world. So um, compared to an, like an assembly line, so you still have more freedom, you have more uncertainty, and you can't really use like the classical um, robot, industrial robots and classical programming uh, approaches for handling these kinds of topics. But compared to like a household or like um, the outer world, you still have more structure that you could exploit. So you have numbered shelves, um, you have trained people, um, you have many very regular structures in the in the warehouses and that's of course very good for robots to uh, to be applied so i would expect that this is one of the domains where robotics will really take off in the next years just an aside um is your company also looking at the capability of doing uh, uh audits in warehouses from a robotics point of view or is that still a human task you mean like in- inventory yes uh, yeah and Yes, I mean, that's actually that's another um, potential saving aspect. Um, the robots often have to do a kind of inventory for themselves in order to find the objects more easily. Um, and by scanning a compartment, we, of course, also scan those objects that are not the one we are about to pick. So um, we do have pretty good inventory uh, information and can also give or improve the data that... Um, uh, that is describing the the objects, which is often pretty bad um, in today's databases. So the um, logistics fulfillment um, companies don't really have good information of how large the objects actually are, um, what their shape is, and so on. But if we can automate these measurements by the robots, that's very valuable information, for example, also for computing um, uh, the sizes of shipping boxes and so on. And um, finally, uh, what is the job? Uh, prospects in um, in robotics, as far as you can see, is is this a growing uh, area uh, for companies like uh, the one that you work for? Uh, are there jobs? Jobs, yes. I mean, we are we are constantly hiring. Uh, we are we are searching for people in many areas, from um, from research and development um, to QA uh, deployment, both electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, software. And um, I think there are many other startup companies that are founded and also many larger companies um, start to work on autonomous robots. So um, especially in logistics, many of the larger forklift or um, material handling companies also started departments working on similar aspects. So um, I think the job prospects from an applicant's point of view are very good. Okay, Moritz, um, I would like to finish by thanking you for your time and uh, we'd like to talk to you in the future uh, as the technology improves. Yeah, thanks a lot for the interview, and um, yeah, I'd be happy to catch up in the future. And that's the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed our visit to Germany today, and you can check out lots more information and all our past episodes at robohub.org. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks' time. Until then, goodbye. Tauru.
with Robots, the podcast for news and views on robotics.